I'm going to ask you to take your seat if you would. One of the keys to our foundations, we've been building foundations for years so that we could build on it. And God has a lot that he wants to do with us as a church yet. Uh, some of the keys to the foundation and stability of our house has been uh, two apostolic elders that have been in relationship with us for uh, 30 years. And uh, Paul Uke is with us today, and he has been our pastor for for many years. Elaine is out west with uh, with family and is not able to be with us this morning. But um, Pastor Paul is going to lead us through the commissioning part of our service. And uh, Dwayne Harder, who has been with us many times before, um, was hoping to be with us. He had a couple health issues, wasn't able to make the trip. He had a wedding yesterday in the family, and he had to uh, would have had to take a really like a midnight flight. That was a little much. So uh, wisdom prevailed, but he did send us this. And uh, hello to you, Dwayne, because I know he's watching for service this morning. And uh, we have a video uh, message um, from Dwayne, and then I will come back up. Good morning, church. It is a privilege to be able to participate with you in this very significant service. Both Marv and I feel very much a part of Koinonia and are grateful for the years of building with you. On this occasion, I want to remind you that you have not been this way before. The programs of the past are not necessarily the tools God will use for the future. A picture came to mind when thinking of this service, and that was from the book of Nehemiah, where, the, where Nehemiah and the workers had in their hands a sword and a trowel. They had the sword so that they could deal with any attack against this divine mission. They had the trowel for building the wall. As you advance with your sword and your trowel, there are three timeless components that I believe God wants you to embrace. They've actually been part of the foundation of this fellowship, and they are what will give you stability into the future. Number one, build strong convictions. Build on the word of truth. Ours is a time when absolutes are dismissed, and they say the only real absolute is that there are no absolutes. We reject that. I'm entreating you to stand firm in the conviction that you are the body of Christ. Consequently, you will hold fast to the truth that every member is an integral part of the purposes of God on the earth in the sphere of Koinonia's responsibility. The body grows by that which every part supplies. Every member has a functional place on the team. Secondly, build a stable community. That is build walls of transparency and trust. You're either spectators gathering to watch an event, or you will see yourself as a part of a living organic or organism that pulsates with life. For that life to thrive and multiply, two things must be present, transparency and trust. Transparency means that there will be no hidden agendas, no hidden motives, no hidden ambition, and no hidden accusations. Remember, presumption and assumption cloud transparency. Trust is rooted in the authenticity and integrity of character. This is what kept the disciples committed to Christ when he said to them, or said to the group, I should say, uh, eat my blood, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Outrageous. This trust, however, I believe brought them together behind closed doors. 
and created a fertile soil for his resurrection appearance. It put the seed of possibility into the improbability of circumstance. Ultimately, your trust must be in the revelation that the sovereign resurrected Christ holds the church in his hand. The third thing is build with steadfast courage. That's the weapon of triumph. This is the absolute conviction that the vision of the commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ, is worth dying for. This was at the heart of the hundred-year Moravian revival, where men and women would sell themselves into slavery in order to touch the unreachable groups. Believers who went abroad packed their belongings in a coffin, and as the ship left the shore, they cried out with one voice that the lamb who was slain might receive the reward of his death. They embodied the Apostle John's word when he said, Now the salvation and power and kingdom of our God and of his Christ has come. For the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life to death. With this I close. Rise up, O men and women of God. Be done with lesser things. Give heart and mind and soul and strength to serve the King of Kings. I urge you, go in the strength and power of the Spirit to possess the land that belongs to the King. Thank you. Have a Spirit-directed life, and God bless you. Duane Marva and Pauline Lane have been fathers and mothers to us. And uh, fathers and mothers are not just raising sons and daughters, they are releasing fathers and mothers. And that's a significant thing as we think about this uh, time today. Um, a few years back, the Lord showed me a scripture in Numbers chapter 33, verse 2, where the Lord spoke to Moses and said, write down your starting points. And thus began Moses' journaling of where they went from here to here to here. This is a starting point. All starting points start with an ending. So we have many chapters of life uh, where we end one chapter, we start another. Um, this is a starting point. Sometimes we want to know the big plan, we want to know the destination, we want to know the master plan, but rarely God tells us, and that usually is a hint that we couldn't handle it if we did know. Um, sometimes we get in a hurry and we want to know um, where we're going so much that we're not enjoying the journey along the way. And God wants to go with us. Uh, our culture tells us we have to have everything right now uh, rather than uh, build ourselves, uh, build our character, build our lives. The song that we sang, we build our lives on the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he is our hope. The world talks about overnight success, but then they realize if you know the rest of the story, nothing was overnight, that there was some other toiling that took place ahead of time. Proverbs 16.9, New Living Translation says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I think that God leads us steps by steps. Um, he doesn't always give us a five-year plan. He doesn't always give us even a two-year plan. He wants us to trust him step 
by step and to walk by faith. Lean on him. Daily trust him. I've used the term before. I want to use it again that I'm not stepping uh, back. I'm stepping aside. The difference to that is that uh, remain committed to Brian and Rebecca's success and the success of this house that we remain a part of. It's our desire to see the, the vision that God has given that is a ever-increasing vision that it continues to be accomplished uh, to bring our skills and our gifts alongside in any way we can to support what God is doing. We were built a house from day one of all generations, so we have many babies in the nurseries this morning and more gray hair than ever before. I think that's a family. We are a family. Uh, we step into our purpose, and if we will step into our purpose, we make room for other people to step into theirs. Sometimes we step back and step out, and we're gone, and we just say, we well, hope you make it. I don't think that that's what God intends for any of us. If we take the analogy of a family, uh, once a father, always a father. There's different seasons to fatherhood, but your goal is not to keep your sons and daughters, sons and daughters forever. It's to raise up fathers and mothers. It's to release them into greater things. And so you take on a different role of support and growth. And that's very much what Beth and I are stepping into. We are moving from being father and mother of the house to father and mothers in the house. And we will become fathers and mothers to other fathers and mothers. And that's our next season to support and encourage them. We would have given anything to have had relationships with uh, the Harders and the Ukes when we started and planted the church. But it took five years before we actually came into a relationship with them. And we are so grateful and could not have done what we've done without the help of them. I don't think if you're going to do something great for God, you can ever do it alone. I don't think you ever get to the place where you don't need people that are giving into your life and speaking to you and encouraging you and correcting you and saying, I don't know if I would do that if I were you. Uh, and sometimes we take the counsel and sometimes we learn by experience. The choice is ours. But that's the, the new role that awaits uh, Beth and I. And um, I get excited about it in moments when I speak to a pastor and, and uh, having a conversation or I spend an afternoon with a pastor. Um, but when I think about the memories, um, that's the lost side, uh, the ending side. Uh, the starting point side is it's okay, it's a new day. Let's see what God can do and what God intends to do as we step into our future with great boldness. Um, I'm an emotional leader. I, I'm very sentimental. I'm getting more sentimental as I get older. And certainly this has been a sentimental journey. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? Um, sentimental journey. Uh, as uh, we remember many things before the church and during these years and uh, dream about and wonder about what God has in store for us in the future as a, as a church. We covet your prayers and uh, encourage you to join us as we pray and support Brian and Rebecca as we move ahead into this. I'm going to ask Pastor Paul to come, and he's going to share a few words with us as well and then going to lead us through the commissioning part. Uh, there's lots of words you can use, but the word commission means to authorize, to act. And so the most significant thing taking place today is in the spiritual realm, there's an ex exchanging of a stewardship. Um, there are, the, the church is the church of Jesus Christ. As a leader, as a senior leader, we're called to steward that church. Um, you don't own uh, what God owns. You steward what God owns. And we are bought with a price. 
And so as we understand stewardship, we understand that the shift takes place as the, the mantle goes shifts to Brian and Rebecca, and God has a new mantle for us as we move into our new season. And we all need to do this together, and we need to believe God together. Would you welcome Pastor Paul as he comes? Good morning, everybody at Koinonia. What a pleasure it is to, to be here again and sense what God is doing. I had a great experience this morning because I wanted to give uh, Pastor Stephen Beth a lot of time alone this weekend, so I didn't stay with him. I stayed at the Waterloo Inn, and it brought back so many memories of where it all began. And it brought back the faithfulness of God to me like I've never seen it before. What a faithful God we serve. He has done so many amazing things here in Koinonia, and of course he's doing it in the world, and I believe we're moving toward a time when we're going to see a multiplication of God's purposes. That's why the test has come upon us so strongly in many areas. God is raising us up for what we have never seen before, and he needs a strong people who are of an overcoming heart, and I believe that that's what's being raised up here Brian and Rebecca and your beautiful family, God is doing something very, very unique, and I'm thankful that I can be a part of it. In fact, I'm an emotional person too, and he can get, he can get me going. He really can. Uh, Dwayne can get me going too, and uh, so I, I have to deal with that as we have to do in many play, things what we're called to do. I am an emotional person, but I can't help but sense God is going to end this day with great rejoicing. And a shout of praise for what God is about to do as we trust him together and we praise him. Hallelujah. <clears throat> My wife does send her greetings this morning. She felt so really terrible that she couldn't be here because this is so important to us. She is in Western Canada with family, uh, but she's also back for her 50th uh, celebration of her nursing career. They're, heavy, uh, they're having a time when they celebrate their graduation. 37 of a class of 52 came back from all across the world, wherever they've gone. Uh, 10 had passed on, uh, but there were 37 of them together. And she was with four special friends that she roomed with in nurses' training. And uh, she had the opportunity of being with them at all. But she sends her greetings, and we do believe that God is going to bless you abundantly. And that comes from both of us. I want to share with you just quickly here this morning uh, something that the Lord has given me. I believe he gave, me, gave it to me specifically for Koinonia today. Uh, I may use it in other places where I go, but I believe this is a charge that God wants to make alive into the hearts of every one of you here. The first scripture that I'll be reading to you is in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verses 8 to 10. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation, which makes it a little clearer for what I believe the Lord wants to say. Here's what it says. I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God so that you may continue to possess the good land. Hallelujah. And leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. Amen. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. That's relationship. Worship. Secondly, and thirdly, serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. 
If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Now listen to this. So take this seriously. Are you getting that, everybody? Take this moment seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as, a, as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Amen. And I pray that every one of us will see, receive some things from that. I may mention them again. Just a few things out of underline that are extremely important. Let me read the second scripture, which is in Revelations chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, where it says this. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slain. These scriptures are extremely important for us today. And I believe that God is going to bring us to the point, maybe just for a time, but we're going to stop weeping and we will shout the shout of praise like we have never shouted it before in this congregation. Amen. As we trust the Lord together. Few words that I mentioned there, I pray uh, I, I, that you see there in the scripture. I pray that you will get them in your heart today, because I believe it is a foundation of koinonia. The word that came to Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately, which is relationships. We must have an intimate relationship with God, but to do that, we know that New, New Testament teaches us. We must have an intimate relationship with one another. And that's what this Koinonia church is all about. Amen. Let me say that right. Koinonia. This is truly a relational church. So number one, that's a message that God has implanted into this church. Number two, worship. Did you sense the power of God in our worship this morning? I'll tell you, it was the kind of worship where we could have gone on, on, and on, and on, and on. And sometimes you feel like doing that as we worship the Lord together. The reason it is so alive here is because this church has been established on this principle. And this is seen right in David's throne and meant to come down through Christ, through the church. And you're on the leading edge of bringing it forth. Thirdly is service. We're called to serve one another. So there's three strong points that are seen in this word to us today. Stay in relationships. Worship God with your whole heart and mind. And number three, serve God and serve one another. This is God's eternal purpose for us. Amen. I've seen a lot of changes in Koinonia. It's nearly 30 years that we've been involved with Pastor Steve and Beth. And I've seen the changes every time I come. In fact, it catches my attention. You'll, you'll often see me sitting over there next to them, and I'll say, who's that on stage? And they'll say to me, well, that's someone's daughter or that's someone's son. And we learn to understand that Koinonia has been a place where you have established already a generational church. And it is strictly given of God 
but it is established here by God's people being willing to do it together. So we see it all the time. I see it in the worship team. I, see, I saw it again today. I could have asked two questions. Who's that? It's somebody's son and daughter that's raised up to worship God. It's a generational church that never stops. I see it in the music team every time I come. There's changes all the time. And it seems that everybody's excited about it and we're rejoicing in it. I see it in the youth team. I see it in the children's team. I see it in the hospitality team. Every time I come and the hospitality takes place out there in the great foyer, I see that God has raised up a generational church to do mighty things for the Lord. Every time I come to Valiant and Divine, and we've been here from when they began, I see it over and over and over again that this has been established in this church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah for that. But now comes one of the most significant steps today. We are going to see it in the senior leadership of this house. And the question is, what will we do with that? I pray that we'll embrace it with a whole heart and a spirit that will say amen and amen and be what God wants us to be. Amen. One more scripture that the Lord gave me. I didn't have time to put it on the screen because I sent that in a little bit early. But it's a scripture in Deuteronomy 29, 29. Can you remember that? I pray, write it down somewhere, but you should be able to put it in your spirit. This is a scripture that I believe should mean everything to us, us who are serving God. It helps us deal with everything in the past. Here's what it says. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. Think about that. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them. That is, we're not accountable for what God keeps secret. But we are, and our children are accountable for what forever, for all that he has revealed to us. Wow. Now, some things God doesn't tell us. I've lived enough, long enough to know that I don't question some things. There's things that have happened here in this Koinonia Fellowship that I don't understand. There's people that have not been healed. I would have liked to have seen them healed. Still, we believe what God's Word says. And we stand in what He says. But it's good for us to realize that some things God keeps to Himself. But what He wants to reveal to us, He reveals. And He has revealed that this is Hallelujah, a relational, worshiping, service house. The question is, will we be true to it and see what God wants to do in our lives? My prayer is that we will be all that God has called us to be. Would you say amen to that, everybody, and rejoice in the goodness of the Lord? I'm going to ask Pastor Steve and Beth and Pastor Brian and Rebecca and the elders and their wives, if you would come and join me on the stage. While they're coming... I would like to pray for all of you. Would you just slip your hand out and join with someone else? And I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the blessing that is in this house. I thank you for the anointing of your presence that is already here. I thank you, Father, for what you've done and what you have placed in this house by your spirit. And you've spoken to us so clearly 
that this is something that will be used to touch others. We believe that now is the time for complete trans transition and your purpose to go on, particularly in a greater way through Pastor Steve and Beth as they touch the body of Christ like they have never touched the body of Christ before. What has been placed in this house will multiply, we declare it in Jesus' name, to the four corners of the earth. So, Father, we ask you for your blessing upon this house. May there be a tremendous unity of spirit in what you have called us to do. And we thank you together, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I believe it, everybody. God has established this house in Jesus' name. Pastor Paul, just before you ask me a question, if I could just do one thing, I wanted to just say thank you to, um, to the church, to, to our leaders, to those that have helped build for many, many years for the privilege of leading uh, this congregation. Um, I want to thank uh, our kids for their support, their encouragement, that they keep loving God, loving the house, loving us, and uh, their support means a whole lot to us, and um, mostly to Beth. Because uh, I've said many times, friends are all over Koinonia, and uh, we couldn't have done it alone. We did it together. I was the kind of the front guy, but she made a lot of stuff happen around here, and uh, it was very much a, a team effort. And this is very much a team effort as we step into our new season Amen. as well. Amen. 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 It's excellent. Mm. <laughs> Wow, what a great spirit. To Steve, do you believe that God is calling you to pass on your role as senior pastor and lead elder of Koinonia Christian Fellowship? Yes, I do. To the elders, do you believe that God is calling Steve to pass on his role as senior pastor and lead elder of Koinonia Christian Fellowship? To Brian, Will you commit yourself before God to accept the responsibility of carrying his heart for his people? Will you agree to remain in your place as the chief shepherd? Lay down your life for the sheep. Will you endeavor to seek their good at your expense? Will you set your heart to walk in the fear of God, knowing you are answerable to God for the care you give to his people? Will you accept this responsibility to walk as an example for the people to follow. Yes, I will. To the elders, do you receive Brian as the lead pastor and lead elder of Koinonia Christian Fellowship? To the congregation, will you receive Brian as a gift from God to the church? Will you commit yourselves to God and the counsel of his word in order to allow yourself to be persuaded in the truth and walk in unity with your leader. Will you agree to protect your leader from gossip by walking in the counsel of God's word and not receive an accusation except in the presence of two or three witnesses? Will you set your heart to honor and pray for Brian and Rebecca and their family? Answer, we will. We're going to now uh, pray for... Um, Brian and Rebecca, 
as they take their position. Pastor Stephen and Beth are going to come and pray first. We ask the elders if you would come and join us, and we'll lay hands on everyone. We'd ask every one of you to reach out your hand. Would you with us now? And believe in your heart as God sets this thing in order by his power. Yes. Father, we give you thanks for what you've ordained yes, from the Jesus. beginning of time. We thank you that you see and you know and you put your plans and your purposes into motion. Yes, and you, you do, put Lord your Jesus. desires in your people's hearts. And so, Father, we give you thanks this day for all that you've done in Brian and Rebecca's life so far. And we thank you, God, that you are at work, working in them your will and your good pleasure. So thank you, Father, as they step into this new season, that you go with them, you go before them, you're their rear yes, guard. Jesus. Thank you, Father, for all, all that you will continue to do in their lives. And we bless them and we release them into this new season with joy and with thanksgiving in our hearts. Father, knowing that they don't ever, ever walk alone, but you are with them. Amen. 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 Father, you have uh, guided and directed us over the years, and I thank you you brought us to this moment. And Father, I ask that you would impart to Brian the wisdom that he needs to carry uh, this role that you've called him to steward this house. Father, I thank you that as they walk together, that their agreement cannot be broken. Yes. We declare that no weapon yes. formed against them will prosper yes. and defer yes, them Jesus. from their assignment that you give them this day. Yes. We say, Lord, stir up the gifts that you placed within them yes. that have been hidden for such a time as now. Yes. That's right, oh God. Father, we ask that you would place this mantle upon them that we know your spirit lives within them, but that you this day give to them wisdom and you give knowledge to those who would understand. Father, thank you for their understanding hearts. Father, may this day they hear your voice from heaven speak that I have led you in this way and put you in this place. And Father, we pray right now that, uh, Lord, as they walk together, that you will speak to them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's right. I pray that as uh, Brian steps into the lead that, Lord, you have covered his side with Rebecca, Uh, his behind father, his backside you cover with family and friends that support and encourage But I thank you it's the anointing from heaven that flows right now in Jesus' name that will equip everything everything that he desires, everything that you know he's going to need. I thank you that you place upon him this day. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we we give you thanks for Brian and Rebecca, and we sense today that before the foundation of the earth, you you have called them for this moment. We thank you, Lord, for the years of training. We thank you for the understanding that you've given them. We thank you for the wisdom that you've poured forth into their hearts already, about to be manifested in such an unusual and precious way. 
but very uniquely bringing forth the treasures of Jesus Christ in this house. We thank you that you prepared them with tremendous life and understanding and joy in their heart toward the body of Jesus Christ. We thank you that they see the potential that there is in all the people. And Father, we give you praise that you so strongly put this in both of their spirits. And now we sense a tremendous coming forth of that which you've placed within them. Everything that they've learned, everything that they've been trained in, everything that has been taught deep into their spirits now multiplies in Jesus' name over this congregation. We ask you, Lord, for an open door of favor. We ask you for tremendous things to happen with people that they meet through this community. In the name of Jesus, may they be blessed in their going in and their going out. May health be upon their bodies and their family in the name of Jesus. May they resist every attack of the evil one by the power of Christ that indwells them. Help them, O oh God, to fulfill this call. But, Father, may they do it with tremendous joy and excitement in their hearts. And now we give you thanks together. And everybody said, Amen. And amen. We love you guys so much. Amen. You're awesome. Let's, let's stand, everybody, and we're going to give a shout of praise to God. Let's thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for what you've done here. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we're not finished yet, so you may be seated. You're going to get to do that once again. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. To the elders, do you as leaders of Koinonia release Steve and Beth as the senior pastors? Will you endeavor to seek Steve's counsel as the ongoing apostolic father in the house and commit to cover and commission Steve and Beth for their ministry to the body of Christ beyond Koinonia. To the congregation, do you release Stephen Beth as senior pastors of Koinonia in order to pursue the next season of their calling and ministry to Koinonia and to the body of Christ beyond Koinonia? Would you answer, we do? Yeah. Amen. Let's join together and lay our hands on Pastor Stephen Beth and... Brian and Rebecca are going to lead us in prayer, and then we'll all pray together, believing in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today for this couple that stands before us. And God, I thank you that before you created the world, you thought of Stephen Beth. Before you created the world, you placed in them the identity of a son and a daughter. Yes. And Father, it's my prayer that as they walk forward into the callings that you have already placed in them, that they would become new and fresh, that they would explode with excitement as your spirit just generates the things that you want to do, God, through their lives to see people come into the kingdom. And so, Father, we thank you for their identity as a son and daughter. In these days, would you speak that over them, Holy Spirit, straight to their hearts? Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. And Father God, we thank you that they step forward willingly and obediently. That in faith they said, yes, God. 
at a time when they already probably were comfortable in life, had careers going, had plans ahead. But Lord, they were willing to say, not my will, but yours be done. And Father, they stepped into a dream and a vision that you imparted from your heart. That's right. For this body, this church, this community. And Father God, that you have created and purposed for future generations that will yet experience what you have in store. And so, Father, as we stand together surrounding them as our spiritual mom and dad, we release them into what you have in store. We're going to be cheering them on. We're going to be believing with them. We're going to be lifting up and supporting them, God, as they step into more purposes and plans that you are orchestrating. God, we trust you. We rely on you, and we know that they rely on you as well. So as they step forward once again and say, yes, Father, not my will, but yours be done, may you anoint them with the fullness of heaven, with the presence of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we we thank you for this wonderful call that's been upon Pastor Steve and Beth. We thank you for their family. We thank you for everything that you've done in them and through them. We thank you, Father, that you've raised up in this house to be so sincere in heart for what they believe about the body of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for the anointing that rests upon them. And now, Father, we're asking you in the name of Jesus for a multiplication of this anointing to pour forth to people and pastors and leaders Fathers all over the land, I believe, Father, that you'll touch them and raise them up now so that everything you put in them can be expressed and explained to those that are around. Father, give them favor with leaders everywhere. Give them favor in, this, in these cities and in this province and across this nation and around the world. Wherever they step, O oh God, may there be a new enthusiasm, a new freedom, O oh God, a new anointing that comes from you that will cause them to see the glory of God established in the earth. We thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you for what you're doing today. But, Father, from the depths of our heart, we thank you for what is coming to pass as we trust you in faith together. And we give you praise now. And everybody shout it, amen Amen. and amen. Let's stand again. One more shout of praise unto God. We thank you, Lord God. You're worthy of all praise. We exalt you. Bless your name, O God. It's forever settled and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Okay, Brian. Blessings. It's yours, my friend. There you are. I took that on you. You're blessed. You may be seated. Let me just take a few moments to say how exciting this is for all of us to step into what God's stirring and preparing for us to experience and many more generations, 35 years and counting more, right? We know that God's not done with us yet. We know that God's not done reaching the people that we love, that he loves deeply to draw into his kingdom. And he's calling us all to be a part of that. Affirmation of this for me was expressed by Pastor Stephen Beth. They gave me a gift this week, 
a clock, a little clock that sits now on my desk. And they had it inscribed as, for such a time as this. And today's date on it. And for me, that was just a blessing from a mom and dad who said that they see God in me. And they see a calling and a gifting. And they affirm that, not just this week. It started many years ago, as you heard. But affirming something that God has stirred in me. And Pastor Steve has walked with me for many years. And at times when I was low, he didn't, that, that vision of God on, on my life didn't sway in his, his vision. He still saw it, and he called it out of me and out of Rebecca and I together. And that's why the two of us are here in such a time as this. Because we do believe that God's kingdom is moving forward because it's filled with love. And he wants to reach so many people in this nation and beyond. And so as we come, we're wowed in this journey. (laughs) Rebecca and I are so wowed about when you say, yes, God, not my will, but yours be done. Just all that he has in store, it causes me to go wow, wow, and wow. We are blessed with five amazing kids. The fifth one joined most recently by marriage. And we are blessed to have her as part of our kids and our family because they're pursuing God. And they're reaching out to see what God's doing in their lives. And they want to be a part of what God's doing with them in this kingdom as well. We see God's presence and gifting on our kids. And we just want to keep cheering them on. Uh, our extended family has been so, so much a part of this and affirming us through our journey over many years um, to give validation to that. My mom is here this morning in first service. And she's not a morning person. <laughs> My mom and my new dad of a few years ago are here blessing and cheering us on greatly. We're, and I am so blessed to have a God-given wife and partner to walk this journey out. I remember, yeah, yeah. I'm blessed by having Rebecca as a life mate with me, as my best friend. And I remember about 17 years into ministry, and I was weary and I was tired, and I just said... I don't want to do ministry anymore if I have to meet, leave my family behind to go and do it. And so now I'm excited. They're all in the front row saying, let's do this together. And running in it. I am stepping into this lead pastor role. Uh, but you know Rebecca and I are one together. And so we're going to be doing a lot of this together. I'm excited she's a part of the pastoral team and bringing gifts and calling that we're just going to start unfolding and unwrapping over these next months and years. I want to share with you a prophetic word that Rebecca and I received here in this house September 8th, that was a week ago, but of 2014. Before we were on paid staff, we received some prophetic words spoken over to us, and I'm going to just give you a little portion. This is a segment that was spoken over Rebecca. It was, and sister, there is joy in you, and I see a joy all over you, joy exuding out of you, and that is from the Holy Spirit. That is an anointing in it of itself. I see you being a joy bringer into people's lives. It's like you kind of slip in the back door. And then the leader said, and he, pointing at me, comes stomping and kicking the front door through, but you somehow just kind of slip in through the back door. There's a soft, gentle spirit about you. 
you just kind of walk, a kind that you can walk into people's lives. At first, they don't even know you're there, but then you begin to share your joy. And I say, honey, keep bringing your joy. Keep bringing it into the house. Keep bringing it for us. Call it out of us. Call it out of the kingdom so we can walk it forward together. I've seen this firsthand because I've been a recipient of the joy that overflows out of her heart. And we are eager to embrace hands and keep doing that full on together. Part of the prophetic word that was spoken over me was this. I see a real spirit of faith in you, brother. Man, it's like a roaring lion. And you are just ready to go and move forward. And to and move forward and you say, God, bring it on. Does that sound like me? <laughs> it absolutely is. And my heart beats that way. And I say, God, bring it on for us as a kingdom. We want to go forward with joy and with faith. We want to go forward and say, yes, Lord, let it be so. Are you ready to go forward together with us? Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes, God. Lead us in it. We are blessed by God by the foundation of this house, absolutely through and through. I'm so thankful for Pastor Paul and Elaine and for, for Dwayne and for Marva and the strength they brought by faith saying, absolutely, we believe with you. And so I'm going to continue to walk with them as well and draw out of them all of the kingdom anointing that's on them. We are so thankful for Pastor Stephen Bath, and as Rebecca and I have shared, I've done life with them for many years, and they've been cheering leaders of us for many years. I so appreciate their hugs and their authenticity, and I know that they're going to continue to walk with us as apostolic elders now, but still we can call you spiritual mom and dad. Come to you for a cry and a hug. I know you'll welcome us continuously. I'm thankful for all of you that we get to keep doing life together. I'm thankful for the years we've had already with the 2020s. Rebecca and I stepped very early into hanging out with you, and you helped us feel young, and you pointed us out when we were older than you. But we still get to keep cheering you on and what you're doing and the roles that God's called you to for the impact leaders that we've walked with as well for the last three years very intentionally, seeing you step in and say, we believe that God's anointing is on us. And, oh, can I just tell you about Friday night just two days ago? Friday night, the impact leaders were leading, and we were invited to come along with Pastor Stephen Bath. And, and we watched the leaders, this younger generation, bless our founding pastors, and they pulled out a gift of a pair of shoes. They were vans, size 13. And what the youth leaders had done is they had had a lot of the impact uh, youth and leaders initial and sign all over these pair of white van shoes, and they gave them to Pastor Steve. And I thought that was so exciting, and I couldn't hold back the tears when I saw our pastor step into that generation prophetically as he put those shoes on and said he'll still cheer on that generation as well. Awesome. Oh, I could tell you more, but I'm thankful for the staff that we have here, paid and unpaid staff that jump in. For you as a church body who say, there's a God, he is real, and we're going to pursue him with our whole hearts. That's what gets me revved up, because you're saying, let's do this together. Are we ready to go forward together? I keep asking you, because I don't want you to forget. <laughs> Let me leave you with this verse, Hebrews 11:6. It's pointing out that we cannot please God without faith. In other words, it takes faith to engage in relationship with God. 
For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. And so I'm calling you this morning because I called the youth on Friday night to say, what did you hear in that verse? What words did you pick up and take out of it? For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith. Now, sometimes we get stuck in that reward thing. We get distracted by it. We think, what, what reward is coming to me? What is it going to be like? Friends, get, get to the reality of this. There's no earthly reward that can compare to the divine rewards God has when you walk by faith in relationship with him. Do you understand that? If you don't, increase your faith. <laughs> Engage in, press into the heart of God because he unpacks so much in his touch and his blessing. The last part of that verse is for those who give all their passion and strength in seeking him. May I encourage you. May I fan into flame your passion and strength to keep seeking after our God. Don't stop short. Don't hold up thinking, oh, my part is done now. I've done 20 years or 30 years or 35. No, no, no. Keep seeking him passionately, full out. And we will experience him in this house, in this church body, but we will experience him overflowing into this community. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand? Would you stand? We are actually going to finish our service with a song called The Stand. And it's, uh, it's one that's been around for a while. We know it. But it's one that stirred something deep in my heart as I stood among you many years ago. And the chorus, as we sang it out, it was healing for my soul. It was these words, so I'll stand. It was making a decision. I'll stand with arms high and, and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave all for me. So I'll stand, my soul, Lord, surrender. All I am is yours. Church, as we cheer, as we celebrate, as we stand in this day, I invite you to stand in that way, standing abandoned, but leaving full heart and passion.